1: The Bruce Woolley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. com, creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee, doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. dot com. I'll admit I thought he was wrong when Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States, promised in the run-up to his election as president in 2016 that we would win so much we'd get tired of winning. It seemed uh, impossible to me. We are, in fact, winning. (laughs) And no, I'm not tired of it yet, but we will celebrate it today on a Monday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Another win at the Supreme Court. For religious freedom, the football coach from the state of Washington who was fired because he dared to pray after games and players from his team and others wanted to join him has been vindicated at the Supreme Court and that's a win. And we have allies now in the fight for morality and boy, they say politics makes strange bedfellows. Obviously, true because the left's shrill reaction to the Supreme Court on Friday uh, overturning Roe versus Wade is that now liberal women are using the hashtag on social media sex strike. Sex strike. They are vowing. Not to have sex unless they plan to have a baby. Which, if this is a thing they really do, would be another win for us. Love to hear from you today on a Monday edition of the Bruce Willis Show on the Answer Network. 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. We will be joined by U.S. Senate candidate J.D. Vance, who clearly is on the right side of at least Twitter by tweeting something over the weekend about the abortion ruling that stirred the ire of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. If you get AOC upset on Twitter, bonus points for you. So we'll talk to J.D. Vance about that tweet at noon today, and we will look at money, the market's Retirement, managing wealth, and all of that at 1230 with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. But first, details on a ruling that came down about an hour ago. Kennedy versus Bremerton, Washington School District. The football coach, Joe Kennedy, a believer in Jesus Christ, a Marine veteran, uh, started following games in 2008 with a brief on-field prayer. His school district didn't like it, told him he had to do it in private, do it at an equipment shed some several hundred yards away. Uh, He did that, didn't matter. Students started to join him. Eventually, the school district got around to showing its true colors and said, you can't do it anymore. He's like, wait a minute, I think I have religious freedom here. So he kept praying, and they put him on administrative leave and barred him from participating in any capacity in the school's football program. No hatred of religion there in Bremerton, Washington. It's utterly discouraging to me that he lost at both the district court and the circuit court of appeals. You know, I know we have Gorsuch, Coney Barrett, And Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court now, and that has changed the makeup of the court in tandem with Alito and Clarence Thomas. And we now have actual constitutionalists who value the original document and its amendments and apply it to the laws of our land, and that's great. But boy, do we have a lot of really lousy judges at the district court level and the appeals court level because anyone with a modicum of understanding of the Constitution would say that. You certainly cannot establish a religion with a state stamp of approval on it. That's the Establishment Clause of the Constitution. But likewise, you can't disadvantage people because they are religious. I know it's been bastardized and demonized over the year that religion can't touch anything that has a toe in government activity. A school is a public school. People vote for school board members. They pay taxes to the school. Ergo, there can be no vestige of religion in a school. That is not a constitutional view of religion and its role in our society. It is an individual decision. And if a football coach wants to pray on the field after a game, he's certainly entitled to do so. He's not coercing or forcing anyone else to do it they're doing it voluntarily and by telling him he can't do it and others can't join him you are restricting his religious freedom you don't even have to be a first-year law student to understand that but we had circuit court judges and appeals court judges that said no can't do that school is right you're fired sorry and even after Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh issued a statement in 2019 when the court turned down hearing the case that they believed the lower courts decided it wrong and sent the case back to the lower courts. The lower courts heard it again and upheld its original ruling. And so when the case was refiled in 2020, It went back up the legal chain. This time the Supreme Court got a chance to hear it, and today they decided it, and they decided it correctly. So that is a W, as is hashtag sex strike. Yes. Uh, These green and blue and purple-haired, shrieking, screeching abortion proponents that you see on video, they're real beauties, are they not? Uh, They now say, we will not have sex with any man, including our husbands, unless we are trying to become pregnant. Hashtag sex strike. Now, these are topics we don't often delve into here on the Bruce Hooley Show, but we do touch on morality from time to time. And it was interesting, I was having a conversation with a couple Christian attorneys on Saturday night, and we were talking about the complexity of pregnancy in the inner city. Pregnancy in poor communities, pregnancy in rural communities, teen pregnancy, single mother pregnancies, And one of the attorneys expressed the frustration that it's just assumed people are going to get pregnant without planning for it, without having a husband, without the pregnancy resulting from a marriage. And this Christian attorney said, we start the conversation about abortion at a point in the conversation, where we should not seed that that is an inevitable starting point. That, well, people are going to get pregnant because, of course, people are going to have sex on their first date, second date, third date, whatever. That if we would get back to committed biblical morality, isn't it amazing how many problems in our society would go away? Yes, I know you're saying, wow, you're puritanical. Wow, very prudish. Bruce, no, I just have enormous respect for the wisdom and law of God. And if we get away from his plan, it should not be a surprise to anyone that there are consequences and that oftentimes the consequences of getting outside his plan are dysfunctional and perpetuate greater and greater and greater problems. Down the road, for instance, what do I mean by that? Okay, person gets pregnant, woman gets pregnant, sorry, woman gets pregnant, because only women can, Katanji Brown Jackson. And the guy vanishes as 70% of pregnancies now are out of wedlock. Think of that, 70%. The guy vanishes, single mother, hardest job in the world, Money's an issue most of the time. Poverty ensues. Well, hey, you mean if I have another child, my welfare payment goes up? And so a problem that exists because you got outside the bounds of biblical morality on having sex outside of marriage tempts a person into a fix that is deepening their slide into a life that it will be harder to escape, a life of poverty, a life of desperation. And then, of course, it could result in any manner of desperate actions by that single mom. But I do love the hashtag sex strike. Here's a, here's a tweet I saw. I live in New York, and I am double furious with the Supreme Court. Ooh, not just furious, not just furious in all caps, double furious in all caps. I want to find people who coordinate, who are coordinating a mass sex strike. That is our power. <laughs> Women have the power here. All caps. No more sex until abortion rights are federal law. Does it not dawn on these people that by ending their casual, out of wedlock sexual relationships, uh, they are well on their way to good old fashioned conservative behavior. Uh, that's a cell phone So an interesting story in many Ohio newspapers this weekend it's it's a it's a great idea to write about the moment 10 11 a.m. Friday when the Supreme Court And I still don't know that we have, I mean, I'm sure there is a technical, absolute right answer to what the ruling of the court was. Typically, we get a ruling from the court, it's 5-4, or it's 6-3, or 9-0, we have nine justices. We never get anything other than how many voted for it, how many voted against it, except on this ruling, because we have a namby-pamby Supreme Court Chief Justice, John Roberts, who wanted to uphold the Mississippi case, which outlaws abortion after 15 weeks? He was okay with that, but he didn't, he was like he was like whining in his concurring opinion. Now, to me, if somebody concurs with me, they agree with me. But I've seen the ruling described as five four, and I've seen it described as six three. It really, to me, feels like more of a five three one one to one. Too scared to take an opinion. Please don't protest outside my house. Please don't threaten me. That's the John Roberts opinion. But at any rate, now there is no longer a federally mandated right to abortion. I found out a couple things. Did you know that abortion was illegal in 30 states? 30? When it was legalized by the Supreme Court in 1973? 30 states! I hear the abortion shriekers say, this is not what the majority of the country wants. Well, A, that is a straw man argument that is introducing facts not in evidence. I don't know that there is a definitive poll on do Americans want no abortions Or do they want abortion legal? I think probably more people think abortion should be legal in some form. I am not one of those people. I would be against it in all forms except threat of life of the mother. But I will allow that there are going to be uh, those who continue to contend that this is not what the majority of the nation wants. And my response to that is, so? (laughs) So? Do we not have a Supreme Court to rule on the constitutionality of laws? I think that's their job, to rule on the constitutionality of laws. In the 1890s, would the majority of Americans favored full civil rights for black Americans? The majority of Americans. I think the answer to that is no. So that is not what America wanted. But would that have been the right decision in 1890? Yes, it would have been the right decision. Unfortunately, it took until 1954 I've made the argument, I'll make it again, likely when I talk to J.D. Vance at noon, that this whole, well, it's, it's been in law for 50 years and you can't touch it. I mean, we we've grown up with it. Okay, at what point does a law stand for a long enough period that it is no longer subject to review, no longer subject to propriety, no longer subject to examination? At what point is that? Because if I'll just tell you this. If Roe versus Wade has passed that standpoint, then so did Plessy versus Ferguson. So did ensconced in law, sanctioned by the federal government, racial segregation. Because that was the law of the land for 58 years. It was the wrong law of the land for 58 years. Nevertheless, it was the law of the land for 58 years. So before you get on your high horse... Democrats and say, well, it's been in the law forever and you can't touch it. Activist court. Keep in mind that you do not want what you are whining for. So back to this story about what happened in Ohio abortion clinics when the ruling came down at ten eleven a.m. on Friday. Uh, it is a tandem effort by Jesse Balmert, Jordan Laird, and Abby Marshall of the Dispatch. And they start with a 16-year-old girl wearing braces, homemade bracelets, and Converse shoes arrived at the Women's Med Center near Dayton Friday with her mother. She planned to have an abortion. And right away I'm going, I have a 16-year-old daughter. Like, 16? She's wearing braces and she's pregnant. Okay, there's been some bad parenting oversight in this case. The Dayton teenager collapsed on the floor in tears after her third pregnancy test came up positive. She doesn't have her driver's license yet. She's struggling with drugs. How is she getting alone with a boy to get pregnant? Mom, how's that happening? The girl says, sometimes I can barely take care of myself. I don't think that I would be the best mom. No, I don't think you would be the best mom either until you get yourself right But it looks to me like your parents are dramatically failing you. Dramatically failing you. And we do have serious issues on this side. It's not as simple or it's, let me just say this. It is as simple as saying, that's a life you can't touch. it, But it is more complex than saying, okay, it's illegal. You can't do it anymore now. Go on your merry way. I don't think that's a Christian response. I think our churches are authentic churches because there are many inauthentic ones. And I'm about to tell you about one. Our authentic churches need to step up their efforts to reach out to those who have trafficked in the abortion industry or have used it as birth control. I mean, isn't that what they're saying, the sex strikers? This was always the denial of the left. No, we're not using abortion as birth control. It's not birth control. No, 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 no. It's not. not." Well, if you're saying now that your solution to this is sex strike, don't get pregnant, then I pretty much think you're agreeing with what we've always known, which is abortion is your rock-solid fail-safe when your promiscuous behavior leads you to getting, an, in your mind, inconvenient pregnancy. Also in this story, the tale of a 70-year-old by the name of Al... He was on a shift escorting patients into Planned Parenthood's East Health Center, the only surviving abortion clinic provider in Columbus. He has volunteered as an escort for Planned Parenthood for six years, a role he picked up after retiring as a pastor of Redeemer Lutheran Church, about a mile and a half from the clinic. A retired pastor, an escort at the lone surviving abortion clinic in Columbus. Um, wow, that's a theological fail by Mr. debalak